you know any places any Sega nerds hang out around here? Sega Nerdcast. I'm Chris, the editor of Sega Nerds. And with me this week are my friends Diego and Christina. How's it going, fellas? Hi, everybody. Those of you who don't know me, I'm the Amy Rose and Smurfette around these parts. (laughs) I'm doing good, Chris. It's good to have you guys on. Uh, This is both of your first time on the Nerdcast, so it's good to get some, some, some new folks on the Nerdcast. I'm really excited. Uh, but w- I, I wanted you both especially to come on to the show because, Christina, you're you're kind of one of our resident uh, experts on Sonic and especially Sonic Comics. And, Diego, you actually went to the uh, the Sonic panel at South by Southwest, so I thought it would be very uh, proper to have both of you on. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, and... I'm really excited to be on this, especially I have a lot to talk about over there at the Sonic panel. There was a lot of crazy stuff happening, and can't wait to share it all here. Absolutely. This is going to be a, an action-packed Nerdcast. I, I can't remember a time where we had this much big news happen all in one week. I mean, there was Sonic stuff, there's Yakuza stuff, uh, there is Genesis stuff, Sonic Racing. There's just a ton, a ton uh, on here. Um, but before we get into the news, um, I wanted to tell you guys that uh, I'm, you may have seen it on the website, but this week was my first week of my official Dreamcast challenge. Have I to- talked to you guys about that before? Have you seen the article that went up on the website? Yes, you yeah. have. Yeah, I saw. So for those that don't know, it's basically starting this week, I started a a challenge, a personal challenge, I guess, where I'm trying to collect uh, all. Uh, of the North American release Dreamcast games in one year. And I, I went out to my first game hunt at uh, a local mall here in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, it was a, just a local retro store in the mall, which is kind of weird because you don't see those a lot in most malls. Um, there's, you know, game stops everywhere, but it's kind of rare, I think, that you see, see retro stores. But anyway, I went to one, uh, that I knew that ha- I, I knew had a little bit at least of, uh, some Dreamcast selections there. And I was really surprised that they had a, a pretty robust Dreamcast library, and I was able to buy about 17 or 18 games to add to my collection. Um, of, of maybe about like half or so were sports games, but the other ones were some pretty solid games. I picked up stuff like Revolt, uh, Slave Zero, uh, Sega Bass Fishing, and, and some other pretty good ones. Uh, some games I've never played before, like Hoyle Casino and stuff like that, that are probably, if I wasn't doing this, this challenge, I probably would never have bought. Um, but that's part of the, the, I think the fun in it that I'm going to be going out and buying and playing some Sega Dreamcast games that I probably never would have done otherwise. Um, but I'm really excited about it. My wife is actually upstairs, uh, editing my video journal that I plan to publish later tonight or early tomorrow. Uh, so we're both actually working on the website in, in different forms and fashion right now. Um, 
But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into some uh, some Sonic South by Southwest panel discussion because I think that's kind of the uh, the biggest piece of news, uh, at least heading into the week. Everyone is really, really excited about that. Uh, so Diego, uh, like we said before, you actually were at the show. Uh, I think this is your first time to attend that. So why don't you just start with that? Why don't you talk to us about your your thoughts kind of going in, uh, maybe some preconceived notions that you, you, you were thinking that maybe Sega was going to do going into the show? Uh, why don't you start there? Okay, so I'm just going to be like, very blunt. I did not want a new racing game. And when they <laughs> announced it, I was like, uh, I was like, why? And I was, it was just, and I talked, and I talked to, um, um, Edward from Tales Channel. He was there and he asked me what, um, uh, what I wanted to, um, see. And I said, oh, they're probably going to talk about, you know, the IDW comics. And the, uh, as well as the movie, you know, I just have little bits and stuff about it. And yeah, I told them as well. I said, I did not want a new racing game. I heard about all the leaks and all the rumors. And I just, yeah, I just didn't want, I did not want that. That's all I, that's all I had to say. What was it about? Why, why didn't you want a new Sonic racing game? You didn't like uh, Sonic Racing Transformed? I do have it. Like, I just never played it since like i got it i got it like back in 2012 when it came out yeah and i only played it for like a month and that was it i just couldn't find myself to keep on playing it and oh man i really i'm really not a fan of racing games i'll just i'll play them if like my friends are playing it or if my brother's playing it but i'm just not really a big fan of racing games that's fair that's fair um so why don't you talk to us about um, the very beginning of the show, like, you know, getting there, like how many people was there at the, at the actual panel? It was it more than you expected? Yeah, it was packed. The, the stage that we were in, there were people there. It was like in a curtain area. They had to like pull back some of the curtains to let people see because it was like really packed in the line. I, I, I took a picture and I showed you guys and yeah, that line was like long. And it just kept on filling up and filling up. And I'm glad that my brother and I got there at around, like, 2. Because before, I was going to... I told my brothers, like, let's get there at 3 because I know there's going to be a lot of people. But once it was at 3, there was the line just was really long. And I just told my brother, yeah, I'm glad we came here, like, at 2. So I only got to watch probably made the last portion of it, maybe the last like 20 or so minutes of the panel. Who was actually sitting on the panel this year? Um, well, it was Aaron Weber, of course, the, the main Sonic guy, the Sonic social media. Um, Izuka-san, uh, the main Sonic producer. Uh, Tyson Hess, the, the, uh, the guy behind the Sonic Mania animation. And, of course, the brand new... Uh, Sonic Mania Adventures. I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. And um, Jasmine Hernandez. She's she was mainly like the the TV girl during the Sonic Boom time. And Austin Keys. Did you I, wish um, Takashi Zuka happy birthday for me? Because when the panel was held, it was his birthday. Yes, yes, I told him. Yes, I told him I didn't forget you. <laughs> 
I even told my brother, right. he told him happy birthday. That's, like, really awesome. How? Yeah. <laughs> so the like, first... Such a coincidence. So the first, I guess, big piece of news that came out of that was uh, Sega announcing that they are going to be releasing a Sonic Mania Plus on consoles. I think it's coming to PC also uh, this summer. And it's going to, what's probably the most exciting part about it is it's actually going to get a physical release, uh, with bonus content. And you're also going to have some added characters, Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel. Uh, looks like there's also going to be an encore mode, which, uh, changes up some of the visuals of the game and, uh, a competition mode. And there's what, what I'm kind of super excited about is that there is a, uh, reversible cover um, to make it look like a Sega Genesis box art, which is awesome. And what's crazy is that all this is going to be uh, for only twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, and so I saw some some discussion on Twitter where some people were upset about this. Um, they're upset that they bought the game and now Sega's releasing this kind of you know, like I guess you could call it the game of the year edition uh, or and- the enhanced. Or the bonus edition of Sonic Mania. Right. So what were your guys' reactions to this? Was it positive? Was it negative? What were your thoughts? Christina, I will go to you first. What do you think? Well, I'm kind of exci- excited that they that they brought um, Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel back back into the ball game because no one has ever seen those two in any of the Sonic games since uh, Knuckles Chaotix and Sega Sonic, which I have heard, like, less of, mm-hmm. per se. I've actually played that in an arcade in Guam once, strangely enough. It was w- really weird and just random, but... Yeah, and it got me thinking that because Mighty and Ray were featured in the Archie comics and Sega got the rights to those characters back... I wonder if they'll do the same with um, with the rest of the Freedom Fighters, like Sally, Rotor, Nicole, uh, Bunny, and Tuan, all, all those all those characters, and bring them bring them into the into the modern Sonic games. But I'm 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 pretty sure Sega. might not be very open to that yeah that'll be interesting to see like uh this i wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is the only new characters they do just to throw some fan service our way but it would be really interesting to see if if maybe they have some more you know plans down the line or maybe for sonic mania 2 maybe it's something that they they may look into um diego what was the reaction at the show when they announced this yeah, it was like a very it was very positive. Like everyone wanted the physical release. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everyone on the on the panel said that they just kept on sending like replies over and over again. When is there going to be a physical release? They just kept on doing it for the past year, and when they announced it, everyone just went crazy over it. Uh, I'm also excited for uh, Mighty and Ray to come back. Uh, I've actually never played a game with them in it, so this is going to be kind of it's going to be kind of a new experience for me to play as these two characters now. And um, for the uh, 
for like the reactions on Twitter, I really didn't see any. Like, do you know, like who was saying it? I can't remember who it was offhand. Um, and I did respond to it, um, and I and and, and my re- response was basically that I think people need to realize that if everyone out there didn't go and buy the game initially. Uh, and it didn't, and Sonic Mania didn't sell as well as it did, then there very likely wouldn't be a Sonic Mania Plus. Like, we wouldn't be getting this game today because Sega wouldn't continue to support the game. Uh, and so it's only because everyone bought the game before that we're getting a physical release with new content. So I think that's one, one perspective that I think people need to, to just kind of keep in mind that you know, a video game company isn't going to continue to support a game that doesn't sell well and that loses money. Um, but if they they it sells really well, they're going to continue to invest like time, money, and effort into supporting that game. And this is what we're seeing here. And I think that it's a good thing that Sega is doing something like this. It shows that there is commitment to the Sonic Mania um, series and brand. And hopefully, uh, if this you know Plus Edition sells well then we will get a Sonic Mania 2, which I think everyone at this point would love to see. Um, did they show anything about the Encore mode there? Because that's what I'm really interested in seeing, and I don't remember actually seeing what that does. It says in our article that it changes the visuals of the game and allows you to experience Sonic Mania a whole new way, but did they go into depth about that at all? No, it's no. basically what it says in the article. They really didn't touch a lot about it. But that was basically all they said. Interesting. And I don't think they gave as an exact release date either just this summer. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be exciting. I think, uh, man, people are really, really looking forward to that. Um, I'm still going to buy it either way. How was when they announced that I said, I'm, I'm buying it. I think <laughs> if you already own the game, they'll give you a, they'll update it. I believe. I think that's what they said at the panel. It does say that here. So it says, yes, if you already own Sonic Mania, they will release an update that adds new content to the game. So that kind of just basically, you know, that that kind of echoes my statement earlier that you're not getting cheated out of a game. Okay, so you bought the digital version and you don't get the physical version. But Sega is, is doing, I think, a really cool thing here where they're saying, hey, if you already bought it initially... Don't worry. You don't have to go out and pay $30 again. We're going to give you this at this new content for free. You don't even have to pay anything for it. I think that's an actually really, really cool thing that Sega is doing. So um, good on them for that. Can I just uh, interject here really quick and sure. say um, when Sonic Mania came out, I, I didn't really expect it to be like a um, – I didn't expect it to be solely – to be a, uh, an exclusively digital game other than it being other than the fact that it was released physically for the Nintendo Switch because you know the collector's edition with the um, with a statue of classic Sonic standing on the Sega Genesis and <laughs> I mean thank my lucky stars that my boyfriend actually was actually nice enough to to buy me a $25 $25 gift card for the PS4 when I got the console 
to download a Sonic Mania, so <laughs> I'm going to be really happy when I see Sonic Mania Plus. I think that will look really nice next to that uh, that Sonic and Genesis uh, like statue or figurine. Uh, just putting the box up there with that. That'll be really cool. Yeah. So in, next up, some news that uh, is sure to get Diego excited. That Sega did tease a new Sonic Racing game, uh, and you know, like like you said a little bit earlier, there's been a lot of uh, rumors swirling around that Sega had did have plans to do a new Sonic Racing game. Naturally, everyone started talking about uh, maybe a new uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing game. Um, and I think that Aaron did say that it was not going to be a sequel to any existing Sonic Racing game. Is that right? I just heard that there was going to be no like racing game. from. That's what I saw from the tweet. No, no, I mean at the show. Oh, at the show. After, at, at, yeah, because they announced the... Basically, they, they announced... Um, I think this was at the very, very end when Izuka said that he had one more thing to show. So we're kind of going out of, uh, you know, out of sync where the show went, but we're just kind of hitting the best, the biggest news first. But after they showed the, the video, Aaron came back and said that something along the lines of that, this game is not going to be a sequel to an existing series that a racing series that they have done yet. Did you hear that? Yeah. 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 I did hear that. And from the, from the teaser, it just made it seem like it was going to be a Sonic R like 2.0 or something because it just showed the the red R letter glowing, mm-hmm. and I just heard everyone in the audience screaming, uh, "Can you feel the sunshine?" Or <laughs> how this how the song goes. There's already a a Sonic like R fan logo going around the internet. I saw that earlier today too, and uh, I thought it looked pretty good. So. Um, Christina, what, I, we haven't heard your perspective on this. Were, are you were you excited about the idea that that Sega is going to come back with a new Sonic Racing game? What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on this one. I saw the teaser trailer. It it just looks like to me it's it's got the makings of a uh, Fast and Furious type of Sonic Racing game. I mean, I mean, my theory on this is like. Because Weber said that it's not a sequel to the Sonic and All-Stars Racing or All-Stars Racing Transformed for that matter, my theory on this is that it might might it might be like Sonic Riders, only it involves like drift like drift cars and I'm pretty sure that the Babylon Rogues are not going to be involved <laughs> in that in that racing game at all because their expertise is extreme gear or in other words hoverboards the kind we're not going to see for another 20 years or so so they're probably going to Sonic and the gang are probably going to face like a new a new trio of a new trio of thieves like racing around in drift cars. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely sounded like it was some sort of uh, like high octane vehicles. It was you know really loud exhaust noise and things like that. the The rumors swirling around right now apparently are that uh, the game is going to be called Supersonic Racing. Um, 
What would you guys think about that name? Um, it would not be such a great title, especially with the word super preceding Sonic mm. in the title. Interesting. It just, it just doesn't really work that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it right now. It just, it kind of just looks like it's going to say Sonic Racing. If they put Super Sonic, it's either going to be like really smushed in or something like that. Yeah, there's yep. uh there's a uh a tw- uh, someone on Twitter named at Zealous Fox posted a uh, a gif uh, a little bit ago. What's going to be interesting though, I think that uh, we haven't really had a chance to discuss yet is who's going to be developing this game. Uh, you know, Sumo Digital has developed the last few Sonic racing games, and I would be like, I would be head over heels excited if. Sega brought them back and we're like, you know what? You have done so well. Uh, and you, you know, we've entrusted you with so many of our IP in the past and you've, you know, created great games. We want to work with you again on this new Sonic Racing game. I, I think that Tuma Digital would be a perfect, uh, you know, studio to take that on. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you think it would be, uh, you know, Sumo Digital? Do you think this would be maybe a Sonic team? developed game what do you think it might be um like a sonic team developed game along with the company that that did the graphics for sonic riders and um like when i first played uh, sonic riders the graphics looked like they were developed by uh devry university students and <laughs> And um, this new Sonic Racing game, whatever it might be, Sonic Racing is too vague a title, by the way. Um, I'm pretty sure that the... Um, hi, dear. I'm so sorry. My brain is not having it today. Um, I'm pretty sure that Sonic Team is going to collaborate with um, another development company that might not um, be the same company that also helped out with the Sonic Rider series. but um, No, that could be interesting. Yeah, it, it would be really, really cool to see Sonic Team kind of collaborate on something and with maybe a, a Western studio even. That would be really cool. Uh, Diego, what are your thoughts? Would you like to see this be an in-house development project or do you think... It might be better for Sega to uh, kind of branch out and go outside of of you know Sega. Well, like you said, with uh, Sumo Digital, I think that they've have done a great job doing these racing games, and uh, I can't really see them going anywhere else besides them. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you said they treat their IPs very well. They probably treat yeah. them better than Sega has. <laughs> I concur with you, Diego. They're like nice. I think Samba de Amigo, you know. They I think Sumo would I think Sumo would do would would be a perfect candidate for collaborating with Sonic Team on the new Sonic Racing game. It's just weird though that it, I don't know. I I guess it just seems to if you're just focusing on Sonic characters, that you're really kind of limiting yourself on the, just just as from as far as like popularity goes, because there's so many more characters within the Sega 
you know, pantheon that it seems like you're really limiting yourself as far as like scope of interest by like, just focusing on Sonic games rather than adding like Ryo Hazuki and Alex Kidd and all these other, you know, classic and beloved series. Do you think that that is a correct way to go with this game, just focusing on Sonic and its its characters rather than Sega and all of its characters? What are you guys' thoughts on that? If we, uh, like how you said, if you just focus on Sonic characters, it would be like, like I said, Sonic R 2.0, where it's just like five main characters you get to play as. It's just Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, and Eggman, I think. And you just have like ten stages in the game and that's all you can play of course back then they really didn't have a lot of IPs to work around uh, as they do now so if they did limit it to Sonic characters I think it would be like a loss advantage to you know show people like show people off their other characters so they can uh, so if when they so when people get exposed to like the other characters that you said uh, Sega can probably work their way around them and, you know, build off more, uh, branch, branch them off into like other series and games and tie them into like their whole, to the bigger Sega picture. Right on. Christina, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it might be interesting for this new, um, racing game to focus just on, um, Sonic and the, Sonic and company alone. There might be an interesting storyline behind it, being, given that it's, uh, more high octane than the Sonic and All Stars racing series. But if you throw, like, other, um, other Sega characters in there, why not add um, Hatsune Miku? That would be like really interesting. That would be awesome. I would love to see her in a a, a Sonic All Stars game or say Sega and Sonic All Stars game. Uh, I I think that would be fantastic um, for sure. Um, yeah. Okay, let's uh, move on. The next bit of news I'm sure uh, Christina excited you quite a bit is that. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog comic pre-order is going to be up on the Sega shop, or it's already on the Sega shop. Yes, uh, yes. And so what can you tell us about that? Well, what I can say is I'm really excited to see that the the first four issues of the IDW Sonic comics are available for pre-order on the Sega shop. Uh along with a um, t-shirt that does not come in extra small. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that stinks. Yeah, because I'm an, I'm an extra small in basically everything, but then again, sizes do vary no matter where you go. Like, I'm an extra small in Macy's, yet I'm a small in Aeropostale, but that's another story for another time, if ever. <laughs> but... Anyway, I was I was kind of set on pre-ordering the so, the new um, Sonic comics from IDW at a at a comic shop like thirty like thirty minutes from my house, which is like across the street from the community college that I graduated from with an AA. And once I saw this, I figured, well, I guess it might be better to pre-order the first four issues of the com 
of the comics from from an online store than to have to drive to Barnes and Noble every Wednesday night after class and find out that all the kids like swap swap the comics from off the magazine shelves, leaving me like really pissed off that you know they're not there. <laughs> Uh, I heard someone complaining about the price. Uh, what what is this price at? So you get four comics and a T-shirt, and what what is the price on that? Forty dollars. So it's kind of steep, right? What, what are your thoughts on it? Do you do you think that that's a decent price, or what do you think? Because the, the comics themselves are what maybe about four bucks, maybe five. Usually, like on on the newsstand. Very. They're usually around the neighborhood of four to five dollars on on the newsstand. So let's see, four four times. Wait a second. That's what sixteen bucks, maybe sixteen to twenty bucks, roughly. If we do four to five, and then so and then add the T-shirt in, and you said it was twenty nine dollars. No, it's um. It's $40. Wow. So the shirt itself seemingly sounds like it's going to cost you about 20 bucks if you just take into account the newsstand pricing. That's quite yes. a markup, though, it seems like. Yeah, it's, it's a markup. And That's weird. To, and quite frankly, I don't even know how the, what the T-shirt is going to look like. I mean, I already know what the Sonic Mania shirt looks like. It looks gorgeous. I mean, they look gorgeous. But... But the design of the T-shirt for the Sonic comics, I imagine it's probably going to have either the cover art that Tyson Hess did for for the New York Comic Con panel, or it could have the cover art of, like, the very first issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's kind of a head scratcher there because I could see them pricing it at twenty nine ninety nine, and you could you could make sense out of that. You know, like okay, twenty bucks or so for the four comics, ten dollars for the t shirt, and then I don't know if shipping is included in that. I would would imagine it's not. So I'd imagine you're paying five to six dollars for shipping on top of that. Um, and so yeah, that's it's kind of a. A weird deal out of that. I mean, you are getting the convenience included in that. So like you said, you don't have to go and fight over the comics and, and then maybe come away empty. You're guaranteed that and you're getting this exclusive t-shirt. So I guess it's just a, a matter of, you know, whether, you know, how much that, how, how important that is to you, you know, be able to get that t-shirt and then ensuring you're getting the comics that you want. So yeah. um, maybe more to come on that. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the, uh, the covers of the comics, like of the other four, I think they're like different variants from the ones you buy off, off like the comic book shelves. So these, you're are, right. These are also done by Tyson, so they, that's why I think because I've seen like uh, cover variants where like, what like a comic book would be just like the three ninety nine, and then I see a cover variant of the same comic like at ten bucks. You're right. So, like there'd be like a different price because this is like. An exclusive to the Sega Shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. You're you're absolutely right. Yeah, so yeah, I do see here that Tyson Hess is going to be doing exclusive variant covers for this. So these will probably be um, like limited edition, um, and they're going to be in limited numbers. And so 
okay, I can kind of see that, that you're getting some exclusives there. Um, so I think this is more for the hardcores, right? I mean, this isn't, I don't think, I don't think Sega is expecting, you know, tens of thousands of people to come out and, and be purchasing this. I think this is going to be for, for those people that, you know, are the core fans of the series. And this is kind of what that's for. So, um, if they're happy with it, then that's fine. I think, um, so, so yeah, more to come on that. Uh, hopefully we'll get some, um, minds. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, have you pre-ordered yet? No, I haven't yet. Yet is the uh, operative word. Like I'm going to be honest, I pre-ordered after it was announced. <laughs> yeah, like Good during the show, Diego. during the during the panel, you pre-ordered. No, it was like after the panel was done, I immediately went to pre-order it. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. And so that starts shipping in April, right? So next month. Yeah, it's going to be once every week. Wow. And weekly. That's going to be interesting. Um, For the first four issues, yes. But then starting at issue number five, it'll be monthly. Ah, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because I was going to say, man, that is (laughs) a lot of work to turn out a weekly comic. Holy cow. Um uh, next up is a Sonic Mania Adventures, um, and now Diego, what can you tell us about about that? I was really excited when they announced it, you know, and they're continuing the uh, the Sonic Mania hype. They're bringing back Tyson to do the animation, which is pretty awesome. And I actually have the uh, the Sonic uh, variants that they gave out at South by Southwest. They're actually pretty cool. It's just it's Sonic, but he has different expressions all over. And it's I share the picture with you guys, and it's pretty cool. I got it signed by everyone at the panel, and I got three of them. So that was pretty cool to to get, and as well as to uh, see the see the the fans' reaction to when they announced it. It's gonna be uh, five. They're gonna have five episodes. It's gonna be once a month. And they said that the first episode is going to be released uh, within the next 30 days. Did they say how long the episodes are going to be? Um, I think it's a short, so I think like five minutes, five, seven minutes, you know, those kind of things. The animation looked amazing uh, in the, the, the trailer that they showed. It just, I, I, I absolutely love that. I, it would be awesome if if we could get an actual animated series like that i i would just be over the moon that would be so cool yeah that'd be pretty awesome tyson said that he uh, got his inspiration from like old school like sonic cd even the uh, sonic ova that they did back in the late 90s so it was actually pretty cool to see how uh he turned it out and put it in in five minutes and it's also cool that uh t lopes who did the music for sonic mania came back to uh uh, do more music for this uh, for this animated short, which is pretty awesome. I really did enjoy his music in Mania. Isn't yep. it pronounced Lopez? Uh, Lopez. I don't think he has a Z in his last name. I think it's an S. It it doesn't really matter. I still pronounce it Lopez. Oh, okay. I've always pronounced it T Lopes. I don't I don't know what's yeah. the proper way to do it. I've always said T Lopes too. Um, that's interesting. So anyone out there listening, if you know 
the correct way to, to pronunciate it um, <laughs> or pronounce it, uh, let us know uh, because <laughs> that's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Christina, what was your reaction to Sonic Mania Adventures? Were you what, what did you think about it? I I was enamored by it. I mean, it the animations like super cute. And <laughs> just like the uh, opening for Sonic Mania was just all whimsical, like Alice in Wonderland whimsical. Mm-hmm. But to have, you know, to have to have Tyson Hess come up with the um, with Sonic Mania Adventures, uh, like a series, an animated series of shorts, and Diego, I'm not sure if they're really gonna last like five to seven minutes or 15 minutes like uh, Spongebob and Teen Titans Go. Sorry for mentioning that show. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like really, really excited. But I do kind of wish that they threw some voice acting in there because I just I just don't want to like just don't want to like look at it like the same way I I watch Tom and Jerry, you know, no dialogue whatsoever. But then again, they if they want to go the Tom and Jerry route, actions speak louder than words, then then so be it. I'll I'll love Sonic Mania Adventures regardless. Yeah, that was a main point that uh, Tyson said during the panel. He says that there was just since there was going to be no uh, voice acting in all this, they had to express emotions. So he he would work tired like night nightly and like he said he would put like all nighters just working on the animation because he wanted to tell a story through the facial expressions of all the characters that he was drawing. That sounds really cool, and I, I can't even imagine. I mean, that to to limit yourself uh, to no like voice acting or anything like that. I mean, I, I would imagine just you know, just as an artist and, and drawing and animating all that stuff out, it's probably immensely more difficult than, you know, being able to, to have the luxury of, of allowing the voice actors to carry some of the emotion and some of the story, but having to do that as an artist, I, I can only imagine how difficult that could be. Um, but I think that's, that, that could make it even more stronger from, uh, you know, an, an animation and just an art perspective though, too. Like, it, you know, like what you just said, Diego, like he's spending all this time to put, ensuring that there's so much emotion and expression in the character's faces and like the, the, um, like the body language and everything else. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see this. Uh, did they say what platform they're going to be releasing this on? Is it going to be like on their YouTube or, or, or what, or the, how are they going to actually be yeah. releasing these? Yeah, it's going to, they say it's going to be free to watch on YouTube and all the Sonic social media platforms. So you don't need to worry about paying for anything. That is awesome. That is very cool. Um, so I guess talk now, now that we've kind of covered most of the, the Sonic news that was announced, uh, throughout the panel, like what, what are your kind of thoughts? Like what are your takeaways from this? And maybe what are some other of the fun stuff that you did there, um, outside of just attending the panel? Uh, oh man, I had a fun time at South by Southwest. Um, like I, um, Besides going to the Sonic panel, my brother and I, we were just walking around, you know, just trying to find interesting stuff to do. We found a, a arcade area where you could play, like, classic arcade games, and they had a pinball area. 
and we were just there, you know, for like a good two hours just playing arcades. That's awesome. Any good Sega arcades? Uh, They had that Star Wars trilogy thing. Mm, Awesome. uh, I think they had a they had a Spider Man one as well. It was just those two. They had this. They had the Sega thing on it, so it was pretty cool to see that. Um, And I went around and I found those uh, those two uh, paintings that I showed you guys on the on the chat. Is the the one with the the Sonic and Shadow one where it's like where you can like uh, move it back and forth and would change between either Sonic or Shadow. And it was actually pretty. And I also got a Fox and Falco one, which was actually pretty badass. Oh, that's and cool. I really do enjoy those. And I actually got the Sonic one signed by everyone at the panel too. And it was actually it was pretty cool meeting them. Uh, I also on Saturday, I went to the uh, Game Awards. It was pretty. It was a nice show. Uh, I was first in line. Don't mean to brag about that. <laughs> and. <laughs> Humble bragger. Yeah, I went there because I saw Persona Five got nom- got nominated for three awards and did not win anything, which was kind oh, of man. sad. I know it's amazing that Persona Five can can was it, what categories were there? I'm sure like art direction or something like that um, was one it of them. Was, it was excellence in art, mm-hmm. um, music, and narrative. Interesting. I thought for sure, they were going to get narrative because. I haven't finished the game myself, but that's the story they tell in there is pretty amazing. Yeah, I've only I feel like I've only scratched the surface in Persona Five, and it there, there's just so much amazing about it. But you know, the narrative is is certainly strong, but the the art is in another world. Like it's just it's so amazing, and I I, I don't know. Like there are very few games that I would that I played, you know, this past year and a half or so that I would put above that. Um, but, uh, so you, it sounds like you enjoyed your time there then, huh? Yeah. I had a lot of fun there. Um, if next year, you know, the Sonic panel goes again, I'll try and see if I can make it again. We'll have to make this an annual, like uh, pilgrimage for you. Cause how far did you have to drive for this? Um, from where I live, yeah. If I just go a straight away, it's like a five hour drive because I live in Oof. Texas. But luckily I have an aunt who lives in San Antonio, so we were able to spend the night there before heading to Austin the next day. So I was able to take a little break overnight. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I used to live in San Antonio and my brother lives in Austin. So I mean I think it's what only about maybe an hour or maybe a little over an hour from San Antonio yeah. to Austin, so it's not too bad of a drive. Yeah, and I have, like, a couple of friends who live in Texas, and my uh, school counselor was born in Texas, so I might want to visit, um, I might want to visit Texas sometime, even if it's just for um, South by Southwest, which I always called it by its initials, or acronym SXSW, which doesn't really sound good rolling off your tongue. It doesn't have the same ring to it as, yeah. But, yeah. uh, had, a, had an awesome time. I mean, if, yes, I'm, I'm willing to go again next year if, if, if I'm able to. 
Yeah, I, I hope that they they make this an annual occurrence because this is is this the second or third year that they've done this now? Um, I think this is the third year. That's what I that's what I keep thinking, but then I can't remember what was the year before this last one. Um, but yeah, it it, it seems it, it's it, it goes really. You know, I, I think the feedback has been really well, uh, really great for this, and I, I hope they keep you know continuing it. I think it's a great event. It's a good time to put out Sonic news because it's like pre E three, so you're not having to fight um, all the other announcements and everything like that. So you can kind of uh, announce you know the whole year's uh, Sonic kind of calendar uh, right then, and you're not really fighting a whole lot. Uh, just to get the, the media, uh, attention and that sort of thing. So it seems like a perfect opportunity for Sega to, you know, to, to put out that news. It would be great if they continued, uh, to, c- to come to South by Southwest. And it seems like the, uh, the Sega employees that attend really, really dig it. Aaron Weber is an awesome host. He's always, you know, filling, uh, the slideshow with all sorts of funny stuff, uh, to poke fun at fans and just have a good time. It seems like everyone there, Azuka and everyone else, really genuinely enjoy it. And uh, I hope they keep going with it. I think that, that would be really cool. Oh, and um, Sonic Schoolhouse 2, that was uh, Nibrox <laughs> doing. <laughs> I really hope Yeah, that do. was... That was, really that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> I really hope they do go through with that because I would get a, I would get a Sega Pico for that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played the uh, Sega Pico since the um, Richard Scary game. Oh, that's funny. I saw a Sega Pico this weekend actually at the at the uh, game store that I went to. They were selling it for it was like either sixty or seventy dollars, and it came with three games. And uh, if it's there next time, I may end up having to pick it up. But I'm yeah. trying to stay focused on Dreamcast. Yeah, I was, I was going to send you the picture of the Sonic Schoolhouse and told you, like, get the Pico so you can have it ready by 2050. when they release it. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> if they ever bring the Sega Pico back in some way, shape, or form, I would I would give it to one of my grandkids. <laughs> That would be that would be pretty awesome. I think it'd be awesome if they never did, but you bought one and gave it to your grandkids anyway. And be like, this is a genuine historical artifact, but you can use it to read books, and it's awesome. <laughs> and it has yeah. some schoolhouse on it. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's kind of switch gears now. Uh, so we're going to be leaving uh, the Sonic panel behind, and we're going to go with some other really big news and. This isn't the only reason, the South by Southwest panel isn't the only reason why we had Diego on the show today. Um, in fact, um, a lot of people out there probably heard about the Sega Genesis Collection announcement and the fact that Sega inadvertently leaked the information online, um, but Diego is actually the one responsible for all this information coming out before Sega even was ready to announce it, and it it caused a whole sorts of all sorts of problems. And Diego is the sole reason for it. So, <laughs> Diego, I want you to walk us through the beginnings of this debacle. Uh, tell us about how you come came to find 
this uh, this whole bit of news. This is really interesting. I've actually not even heard the full story yet. So as our listeners are hearing it, I'm actually hearing it for the first time as well. All right. So, you know, I was just in my house just laying around and I was, you know, doing my uh, weekly lookout for Sega news, anything I could just look up and write about. So um, the Sega Press website that I usually go and check... I was like, you know what, I'm going to check this out just because I know there's not going to be anything new. So I went online, and I checked it out, and I saw that Sega Genesis Classic. And I was like, huh. And it and it said, uh, to be confirmed, you know, TBC. Right. So I was like, I clicked on it, <laughs> and I saw, like, the whole files of, like, screenshots, um, cons- like, uh, the logo, and even, they even had a video up. <laughs> so... Then immediately I went to the the Facebook chat and I was like, "Have you guys heard about this?" And when uh, you said that this was originally um, like a game on Steam, I said that no, they're gonna put this on current gen consoles. So I was like, when I saw the video, I downloaded it and I was like, "Do I put it on Twitter?" Because <laughs> If I do, then something bad is going to happen to me. <laughs> I know that. I knew that somewhere when Sega would find out, they would go after me. They would not rest until my head is on a stick. <laughs> so I left it on the website. Like, I left the pictures. I was like, whoever wants to write it, write it. But I'm not going to be the one in, in a fault. And then. You came in, Chris, and you decided to uh, to post it up. And it's like, screw everything. it, I'll do it. And then, yeah, everything just started to <laughs> fall uh, internally at Sega, I guess. It was actually Sega of Europe who was the one in charge, because I actually talked to uh, Aaron about it. And I asked him, you know, like, how was the office when the whole Sega Genesis thing leaked? And he was like, oh, that's that was the different office. That was Sega of Europe. He doesn't know anything about what goes on in that office. He just knows what's going on in the Sega of America mm. and mostly about the Sonic stuff. So I was like, "Wow, that was that was uh, like he doesn't he did he, even he didn't know about that was going to happen." So then, after you released the the post, you got a message from Sega of Europe like an hour later. I knew that because this isn't the first time this has happened with Sega. I mean, this has probably happened at least two other times where we we I, and I can't even remember the the game or even the way we found out about about it. But I remember I was living in Guam at the time, and I had a really great relationship with the Sega uh, media slash community members at the time. And so um, I forget her name, but her and I used to talk quite a bit throughout the week and. And just chat, and we even played, you know, um, like Xbox uh, 360 online together and stuff. She was she was really cool. Um, but we posted the news, and it was like a, maybe ten minutes later, uh, and it was getting a lot of traction. And she's like, "Hey, I need to talk to you. What's your phone number?" And I was like, "Uh oh, this isn't going to be good." And, uh, so it was basically the same type of thing that Sega ended up sending me. It was like, Hey, we didn't mean to get this out here. Is there any way you can pull it down? I know you don't kind of have to do it, but can you do it? 
Um, and so when we put that news out, I knew it was just a matter of time before Sega was going to be messaging us. Um, and you know, we, we posted it up. It was, um, was it like Wednesday or something. I can't remember the day, but it was toward, it was in the evening here. Um, and I even, I talked to my wife, uh, cause I, I, I told her, I was like, I bet you Sega is going to be messaging me in the next hour or two. And she kind of laughed about it. And then sure enough, I was like sitting, we were sitting on the couch watching some TV and I get an email and, uh, it was from one person from Sega. And then a minute later, it was like another person. And there was like three or four people from Sega of America or Sega of Europe that emailed me and DM'd us on Twitter. (laughs) So they must've been freaking out. But the crazy thing is like for, I live on the East coast and for the, those folks in Europe or in like the London area, they're like five hours ahead of me. And so if it was about seven, eight o'clock at night for me, it was like two o'clock in the morning for them. And so I felt kind of bad because just in my job, my day job, I know how that kind of thing is. Like when you get called, you know, really late at night and you have to come into work and do some stuff. So I know how that goes. So I felt kind of bad because <laughs> these people probably got woken up from their sleep and were like, Oh my God, what happened? And, uh, and then I started thinking about like, man, I feel bad for the guy who, whoever it was who accidentally uploaded all the assets to the Sega press site, having to come in to work the next day. Cause I'm sure that was not a fun meeting to have like the, at the very first moment in the day. Um, but it was, yeah, it was really, really wild. Uh, it you know, we, like I said, it's not the first time it's happened, but, uh, I'm sure it won't be the last either. No, maybe some other slip up will happen down the road. But, uh, yeah, I do, after seeing, after, after hearing what you said, I do feel kind of sorry for those people working late at night because I'm pretty sure they already had a rough day. Then the next day, the boss would probably come in wondering what happened. Supposedly <laughs> it was a admin error, as they said. That, that means accidentally uploading it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's an administrative like error that's what that is someone accidentally <laughs> uploaded it and they weren't supposed to yeah it was originally supposed to be announced like late in march right i want to say that's what they said and and i because i i want to say i got two different messages like one someone said that it wasn't supposed to be released until later in march like march 28th or something like that and then someone else yeah, and then someone else said that it, it was actually supposed to release the next day, but they had uploaded it early. And so I got mixed messages from Sega of Europe as far as like what their plans were, act- were actually going to be. Um, but from our perspective, though, I mean, our job is to report the news. And that's what one of the things I was telling them is like, you know, like we weren't trying to, you know, try to like get one over on Sega or anything like that. Like our job and our kind of commitment to our readers is that we're going to report the news as, as it comes to us. Sega put that information on their press site. And like that is, you know, that, 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 that site is solely for use for media members. You put that out there. What do you expect is going to happen? And so, uh, from, from what I got, from, from the information that I got, cause I, I, I was talking to someone at Sega, um, but they're, but 
from what they were saying that it was that Sega wasn't upset at us. It was more of they were upset that that it was uploaded. So I don't think Sega was really upset at us um, at all. Um, and after they messaged us, I talked to them and I said, okay, you know what, we'll, we'll take it down, even though it's already out there, even though all, every other web gaming website on the internet is already reporting it. We, we will take it down and, and kind of honor your request, um, because the information was already there. And then Sega the following day posted the information. They got it out there. And what I ended up doing is, is I, I kind of resurrected the original article, um, again, uh, and, and, and reposted the, um, the video on YouTube. And like, are the article now is up to like 17,000 views or something like that. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so that is kind of the backstory behind how this whole thing came to be. Let's talk about the actual news about the game because we haven't even really been able to do that yet. Uh, so Sega is going to be releasing the Sega Genesis collection. It's going to come out on the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC on May 29th uh, here in a few months. And it's going to have over 50 games on it. Uh, it's going to have a physical release on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, and it's going to include a double-sided poster uh, within the package. Um, and we have a full list of the games on the website. Um, but one of the big things about this is that uh, there's no Switch uh, version of the game. And a lot of people are upset about this. Uh, Christina, um, are you a big Nintendo Switch fan? And what, what are your kind of thoughts about this? Do you think Sega is missing an opportunity to cash in on the Nintendo Switch's immense popularity right now? Well, I don't have a Nintendo Switch at the moment, but even if I, even if I did own one, I do believe that, uh, Sega is missing a huge opportunity to not only release the Genesis collection for the PS4 and Xbox One, but also on the Nintendo Switch. I mm. mean, they already um, released uh, Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces on the Nintendo Switch. What The Genesis collection shouldn't be any different. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Uh, Diego, what, what do you think about this? Do you... Um... Is this something that interests you? Because a lot of these games are games that have been released on other, you know, versions, other compilations and and things like that. Is this something uh, that you feel like people are going to want to play again? I'm pretty sure people would like to play these games again. And honestly, I haven't played most of these games. And yeah, I think Sega is missing a big opportunity to put these on the Switch. I have a Switch myself, and I would like to play all these games on the go, especially since that I'm in class, you know, before I go to class, it could just be, you know, playing any one of these games on my Switch, because I would really like to get this feel, because, man, there's a lot of games on here. 50 games, right? 50 games. Yeah. Like, I think it's over 50 games, um, yeah. officially. Um, Give but you or get, take. Yeah, you get all the Streets of Rage games. That's my yeah, favorite that's Sega series of all time. If you, they, they got me on that. If they release a thousand 
compilations and they put Streets of Rage on every single one, I'll buy them, all of them, <laughs> because I just I, I love that series so much. Yeah, if I were to like play a game, like if I were to play a series off of this, I would really like to get into the Golden Axe series. Um, my mm. cousin actually has like the six in one for the Sega Genesis. And since I got a Genesis for Christmas, for my birthday, sorry, I was I was going to ask him if I can borrow it so I can play Golden Axe on it. So if Sega, you know, releases this on Nintendo Switch, I have a perfect opportunity to play Golden Axe. Very cool. I would love to see them because I know that um, the Sega Mega Drive and Genesis Classics hub that they release on Steam... Uh, you or it supported the the Steam Workshop that basically enabled people to to create mods and things like that, and that has opened up so many interesting just possibilities and and fun things where you you see like palette swaps and and sprite swaps in Streets of Rage and just a lot of funny things. It would be really cool if Sega was somehow able to to allow for something like that. Uh, on the console versions of, of these games. Um, and we'll actually talk about a, a new uh, workshop mod that was announced uh, or released uh, here recently, uh, later in the show. Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited about this. I, I, I've been talking about it kind of just between friends and things like that. And we haven't posted anything on the website, but... I've been wondering if Sega was going to release another compilation um, because it's been a while since they've actually released a compilation on on any system. It seems like they would just um, like cherry pick games and release them individually on like you know Xbox Live Arcade and, and PlayStation Network and things like that. Um, and so it's interesting to see them kind of coming back and saying like, here's this big collection for. You know, a reduced amount of price, and and it's on disc, and here you go. Um, so it's it's interesting to see kind of Sega getting back in the compilation business again because it's been a while since we since we've had that. So I actually do have the uh, the the old the uh, Sega Genesis collection on Xbox 360. I actually have that one. I haven't played it in a long time, but I might get this one for the PS4 if you know if. I can afford it. It's going to be really interesting to see what potential um, like additional content that they have on there because some of the other compilations, like I think maybe the one that you mentioned, has like added interviews. There's unlockable games and things like that on there. Lots of really cool stuff. Lots of fan service and things like that. So I don't think they've really discussed any any of that stuff yet. I'm going to be really interested to see, especially if it's new content and not just recycled interviews and things like that. Uh, hopefully, they'll they'll be uh, you know you know just kind of padding the content there um, would be really cool. Uh, so the last bit of big news. This is crazy that there's still more news uh, to come <laughs> about this, and it's big stuff too. It's not just you know like you know little things either. Um, and so yesterday. Sega had uh, a Yakuza 6 Essence of Art grand opening in Los Angeles. And at that event, they announced that they are going to be releasing Yakuza Kwame 2 uh, in the West on August 28th of this year. 
this is it's it's been kind of a something that we assumed was going to to happen because Sega has really recommitted itself to Yakuza outside of Japan. Um, but it's it's just nice to see that the game is actually going to finally come. Um, and so, of course, this is a remake of Yakuza 2. Um, it's going to be using the Dragon Engine from Yakuza 6. There's going to be a new side story starring uh, Goro Majima, uh, which is he's, he's kind of become like the cult favorite of the series now. I, I love him. Um it's going to have the clan creator from Yakuza 6, which, Diego, I know that you were a fan of reading your review of Yakuza 6, which just just published on the site uh, yesterday, I think. So go read that because it was a really good uh, review. Um, and uh, it's also going to have some New Japan pro wrestling uh, stars, uh, Keiji Muto and uh, Masaho Chono. I'm sure I butchered that name. <laughs> um, but what's crazy is, uh, but yeah, there's going to come in regular and still book variants. There's not a price point, but co- the original Kiwami released at $30, which is just an insane deal. It's, it's crazy that <laughs> that game was only 30 bucks. So if it follows that kind of, um, that, that, pattern that it, it might be released at $30 also, which is just crazy. Um, so Diego, I know that you just came off fresh from Yakuza 6. What did you think of this news when you, uh, when you heard it? I'm actually really, really excited for this. I have uh, Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami. I am trying to get... Like, I am getting myself into the series... Uh, and Kiwami and Zero were my first introductions into the game. So, the, as I said in the review, the main thing that got me hooked on was the the story it told. Man, I cannot. I I was just blown away by the amazing story. Uh, Kiwami's was incredible, and Zero, um, Majima, cheese. That 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 one always gets me every time. <laughs> and with uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 it's another great opportunity for me to uh, you know get myself uh, more invested into the series uh, all I know from that is that um, you can punch tigers in HD now <laughs> that's, also, that's, that's incredibly important too and also fight uh, uh, men in diapers as well. You mean that's sumo nasty. wrestlers? <laughs> no, there's actually... A, I think there's... Yeah, there's actually a side story where you actually f- just fight men in actual diapers. <laughs> it, it is really weird. That, but that's like... that. That's now kind of become what makes Yakuza so beloved. It's just... Yeah. It's weirdness. Because I was playing Yakuza 0 today and it's... Like, have you played? I can't remember. Did you say if you played Yakuza Zero yet? Yeah, I played Zero and Kiwami. 
Okay. Yeah, like I'm I'm playing the game and Mr. Libido comes running around in his underwear and he's just like yeah. gyrating and just it's so it's so weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> it's definitely something that you don't want to be playing when someone comes in the room and they're yeah. like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> um I I I try not to play it when my wife is around because you just never know what's going to pop up on the screen. Um, what about your kids? Definitely do not play it when the kids are around. I wait till they're either playing outside or they're, <laughs> they're in bed. Uh, because like I said, there's just, there's no telling what's going to happen. Um, but that's kind of part of the charm of this series now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do like the craziness that it comes with. It really, it, it is just a game of its own, I say. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just really want... I knew that Kiwami was going to get a release soon in the West. I just didn't know when, but now since it's coming like late in the summer, I'm, I'm all in for it. I'm really... I'm going to buy it when it comes out. I'm, yeah, hopefully, I'm gonna get, hopefully I'm going to get the Steelbook, because I have the Steelbook for uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Sega has a, a really strong you know, first half of this year. Cause we got Yakuza six coming April 17th. Um, then in May we have dragon's crown pro, uh, which is an Atlas game. But, uh, then in the spring we saw persona five dancing star night, then persona three dancing moon night. Uh, then we have Shin Megami Tensai strange journey redux. And then, you know, that's when we start also getting into the Sonic Mania Plus. We start getting into Yakuza Kiwami 2, all of that. I mean, it's there's some really, really solid games. I mean, Sega, I was wondering, like, when Sega was going to really start announcing uh, some titles in the, you know, first and second quarter of this year, calendar year. And they're really starting to do it now. And I'm really excited for it. Um, they've, they've got a lot coming our way. Um yeah, I mean, Christina, have you played any of the Yakuza titles? Is this something that interests you at all? Well, I I mean, Sonic aside, I haven't played, like, any other Sega games other than Super Monkey Ball 2 on the GameCube at one point, uh, Night's Journey into Dreams, and most recently, Hatsune Miku Project Diva X. But... Um, given the appeal of uh, the Yakuza games, especially the new the new Yakuza games coming out, Yakuza Kiwami Two and Yakuza Six, was it? And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think I might be interested in playing Yakuza Kiwami. Diego, do you think if, okay, so if, if Christina was coming into the series, obviously she said that she hasn't really played it yet, but she's kind of interested in it. You've played the past couple Yakuza titles. What, where do you think she should start? Like, do you think maybe six would be a good starting off point and then going back or does she need to start at Kiwami? How does she, how should she kind of approach it if she's interested in coming into the series? I think she should start off with uh, Kiwami. It, it's like the first game in the entire series. You get a feel for how everything was set up from the beginning. Um, it tells a good story on its own. You really don't need to play Zero to understand who um, Kazuma is. He, they tell you everything right there, who he is, and 
what the dilemma is that he's like going to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you really do want to get into the series, I recommend starting with. I start start off with Kiwami first, the first Yakuza game. It's basically like an HD version of it. As I as I said, I lent the game to my cousin actually because he wanted to try it out, and yeah, he really did enjoy it. All right. Yeah. So if if you end up checking out Christina, you have to come back on the show and and let us know what your thoughts are because I'm I'm actually really interested in seeing, uh, you know, just the uh, the opinion of someone coming new into the series, um, and starting out at maybe Kiwami and then working your way up from there. There is so much content. There is so much stuff that you can get lost in. I was actually playing Yakuza Zero today. And uh, I, I started really getting into the uh, the cabaret mini games and side quests, and um, I, I can already tell that that's something I can just really kind of lose myself in because of all the just n- not the the cabaret stuff, but just kind of the 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 um, the the mini game aspect itself seems like it's going to be really fun. Um, there's just so much to do in those games. You can. You can just spend hours and hours and hours and never really even touch the main plot of the game and just do side stories. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, so if you do that, definitely let us know what you think about that, Christina. All right. We'll do. Um, and so I think that's going to wrap up um, a lot of the main news. Um, this has been this has been some of the the the, the most active weeks uh for sega news that i can remember in a very very long time um i guess a kind of like one way that we can kind of end the show is like what are your guys' outlooks right now for sega for the rest of the year obviously they announced a lot of new games a lot of new stuff coming you know this summer um what do you think uh of sega going forward uh for the rest of 2018 i think sega looks pretty uh, solid right now. Going back to everything, the Sonic panel, South by Southwest, they announced a lot of great stuff that, you know, will keep the fans interested in Sonic for the next year. Uh, with Sonic Mania Plus, that's gonna be a real, like, boost in their popularity. Um, as far as the others, such as y- uh, Yakuza Kiwami and the Sega Genesis, uh, it's gonna. I say Sega's gonna have a pretty solid year this year. Definitely. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I'm very optimistic about where Sonic's gonna go this year and beyond. Although I'm really really surprised that no one ever mentioned anything about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's gonna come out next year. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really talk about that, did they? Yeah. They no, did. they did not. Yeah, hmm. the panel. They just basically said that it's being made. That's basically all they said. Hmm. Yeah, and they're gonna start filming an ATL this summer. Right. Yeah, they are gonna be filming in Atlanta this summer. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Maybe they. Maybe that was on purpose. Maybe they. You know, maybe that's going to be kind of like a Sony thing. And they said, you know, like, this is ours. You're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> Who knows? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, the future is actually really bright for Sega this year. Um, I can't, you know, really fault them in any in any place right now. Um, but, uh, you know, only time will tell. They, they have a, a, a strong, you know, six months or so from, from here. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do at E3. Uh, myself and Marcin, we're going to be going out there for E3 again this year. Uh, and we'll be reporting all the news uh, about Sega and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, I don't think that... You know, these are all the uh, kind of uh, bits of news that Sega is going to be having. Uh, you know, the, I think they have some more surprises in store. Uh, hopefully, they'll have um, you know Sonic Mania Plus uh, playable at E3 uh, is what I'm hoping for, um, and it, it should be because I would imagine that it would be released around that time. Um, but yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm I'm really excited. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap things up for this, uh, you know, uh, version of the, the podcast. So, you know, thanks again, Diego and Christina for coming on. It was really good to, uh, hear your thoughts on the South by Southwest Sonic panel. And Diego, thank you for, uh, being that cyber sleuth that you are, that you were able to, <laughs> to find that, uh, Sega Genesis collection news. That was, uh, that was really interesting. It, it definitely, uh, Made by middle of the week, really exciting. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, if they do it again, I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on it this time. Yeah, you'll be checking that Sega press site every day. <laughs> <laughs> and if and if Crush Forty performs at um, South by Southwest next year, or really anywhere else at other. Any other um, conventions for that matter, I'll be tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this week's Sega Nerdcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Sega Nerds. On Facebook, at The Sega Nerds. And also go to our website to get the latest and greatest Sega news at www.seganerds.com. Be sure to go and read Diego's Yakuza 6 review uh it's it's really great uh and i was really really happy with how that turned out diego good job on that um and that's going to do it for this week's nerd cast we will see you next week take it easy bye